Fuck going on with you, football. Welcome back. What, what if I just did that? <laughs> what if I just like adopted the ATL accent? Football. Fuck going on with you, boy. I think they sound retarded. Just my opinion. Just my personal fucking opinion. Um, I think they sound like there's something wrong with them. What if I did that though? What if I like just, I just moved to different states and just like adopted the accent of wherever I was I was staying? You know, that would make me an asshole. That would make me a cultural appropriator. People do that shit though. It's a surreal experience. For me, growing up in New York City, in Harlem, and then as I got older, you slowly start to hear in like mainstream media, or just even like as I've moved around, I lived in Los Angeles, now I live in Atlanta, you, you, you go to places that are not New York City, um, and you hear people who are not people from the hood in New York City using very particular language that I grew up with. And that shit is like such a surreal, like, so weird, you know? Um, but if I take the weirdness out of it, if I take my own bias out of it, you know, if I'm not looking at it through the lens of somebody's gentrifying my, my language, my culture, you know, if I don't look at it in that angle, maybe that's how language develops. We speak English in America. It's not the Queen's English. You know, that's not the original form of the language. It's not, um, we don't speak how it was intended to be spoken. And, um. You know, I think about that. I'm like, how did it form into what it is today? How did it turn into what it is today? It's probably like a, you know, a slow culmination of mixing different versions of English. You know, <laughs> and and pro- I don't I don't know how it happened in the past per se, like the popularized versions. But I know it's bastardized. Like I know it's not correct Queens English. So it is kind of like. We're speaking the hood version of the English language. And so maybe it's natural what's happening. You know, people uh, nowadays, they don't even have to travel to New York to pick up the lingo. It's just happening at a more more accelerated rate because of the internet. It's people from like fucking Iowa that go online and they see, you know, people in New York talk like fucking animals. They're like, oh shit, what's the vibes? What's good? You know, people calling each other son. I'm like... There was two cultures that did that. Niggas in Harlem, Brooklyn, Bronx, the city of New York. Sun is a big thing. It's a real New York thing. But that's also like old racist white guy talk. <laughs> that's also that's also old racist white guy from the South. Like, come here, son. Come here, boy. You know? Just a different accent and, and therefore a different, whole different vibration there, you know? Somebody come up to me like, yo, son, you got the time? You know, I'm be like, you know, that guy from New York, and he's probably going to rob me. Um, who the fuck asks for the time nowadays? But if I heard somebody walk up to me and they're like, hey, son, you know which way is west. Uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in my fucking truck and drive far away from that individual because he probably wants to rape me. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I assumed that. That's, uh, that's strange, right? I was talking about old racist white men from the South, and I brought up rape. Um, who knows? Who knows if that's part of their fucking collective stereotype? I don't know. I don't know. I was just talking about language and how language develops, how that shit gets built, you know, how how it fucking grows into what it is today. And that it kind of it grinds my gears a little bit. 
Hashtag Peter Griffin. What really grinds my gears is when I hear people of the Caucasian persuasion um, gentrify the language. Uh, and if you're from New York, that's annoying. It's annoying. If you're not from New York, it's offensive. <laughs> if you're from New York and you didn't grow up like that, you it was part of your ecosystem at very least. New York is a melting pot tr- through and through. You interact with people that talk in many different vernaculars, many different languages. You know, the Bronx, they talk different than Brooklyn. They talk different than they talk in Harlem. They talk different than they talk in, in the lower part of Manhattan. You know, it's different words that is used. I remember I used to work with this guy from LES, Lower East Side of Manhattan. And there's projects over there. Don't get me wrong. Lower East Side is a favorable neighborhood. If you live in the Lower East Side and you're not from New York City, you made it. You fucking made it. Even if you're from New York, you possibly made it. But if you're a native New Yorker and you're from LES and you call it LES, you probably live in the projects, probably Alphabet City, and that was the hood. I don't know now. Probably pandemic, you know, fucked it up and, and put everything in a time warp and it's back to the 90s again. But when I was coming up, 90s, early 2000s, LES was the hood. That wasn't a safe neighborhood, man. And um, I used to work with these two dudes from LES. And they just had lingo that I never heard in my life. <laughs> they was like, yeah, chill, scrap. Yeah, yeah, scrap. They was calling each other scrap. I was like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? You know, it was from the hood. They was in the streets. They was doing the doing the, you know what I'm saying? Probably just got pardoned by Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> yeah, Joe Biden is pardoning all the weed offenses. But um, back on topic, they had they was calling each other scrap. I was like, I never heard that shit. You know. I never heard that shit. I'm from Harlem. It's only like a couple, not even a couple stops, probably like a 30-minute train ride, 45-minute train ride from where I'm from to where they're from. But, you know, very different language, you know? So I could understand how like a white person, maybe you grew up in the Lower East Side, East Village, whatever the fuck it is, and then they pick up as they grow up around different cultures, different language, so that is annoying to me. But you know what I mean? It's like Drake. Drake is a black man. <laughs> Drake is a black man. But he's from Canada and he was raised by a Jewish woman. I don't know where he's from in Toronto. You know, I don't think he's from the hood. I'm I'm gonna make that assumption. I didn't I didn't go on a Wikipedia hunt to find out what fucking block he was born on. You know, that creepy shit that people do. I don't know where he's from in Toronto. I know Toronto could get gully. I'm not disrespecting Toronto, ladies and gentlemen. What I'm saying is that I think he probably grew up uh, more on the Jewish side. So you think about a guy named Drake. He has all rights as a black man in Canada, becoming popularized in America. You know what I'm saying? He's Canadian. African, African Canadian. <laughs> Do they say that over there? Um, his dad's from like fucking Memphis. That says you you can't get much blacker than that. You know, so he has all rights to, you know, speak with a certain vernacular. So I I'm never offended the way he talks, but it's annoying to think like, yo, this dude, you know, there was an age when he started saying nigga. <laughs> 
there was an age when he picked up that word. He made a conscious effort to be like, you know what? I think this is the year that, you know, you know, this this September rolls around this school year. I'm going to start saying the N-word. I'm black. I can do it. Um, Which is strange because it's like you come from a culture I come from. And I'm Puerto Rican. You know, got some African ancestry, all that and all that. But I'm from the projects in New York City. That's something that was said in kindergarten. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's something kids say in preschool. You know what I mean? Like in daycare. The shit is just, it's a different world. So it's not like a, 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 a planned behavior or like something to add on to the repertoire of what's going to create this character. You know what I mean? Once again, you know, a guy like Drake, he's a black man, you know, all rights to do that shit might annoy somebody, might annoy a guy like me. But it's not offensive. You get like a white guy. The worst offense is like you get white guys that are not from New York City. So it's not even like you had the opportunity to be on the train and you were like just naturally in an organic mix of, you know, cultural, you know, mixing, you know. You, you you were just in the ecosystem that had a whole bunch of different lingos, a whole bunch of different languages, and you picked it up, maybe subconsciously or, or consciously, but it was in your environment. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like people that go online onto the internet. They put on their headphones, open their laptop or get on their fucking cell phone, and they watch something, they're influenced by it, and they imitate, which is not bad in art. It's not bad to imitate. It's not bad to be influenced by. But it's a little bit strange when like... It's almost like people are developing a personality from references that they get through YouTube videos. And that's weird to me. Like it makes me feel like there's this whole subculture of white kids around the country that are like Googling Harlem, New York, Brooklyn, New York and studying that shit. (laughs) And that's a little bit creepy. That is a little bit creepy. You know what I mean? It's weird. It's weird. I have like a a wide breadth of like shit that I'm interested in. I am from the projects. You know, I know the stereotypes of somebody that's from the hood. You're only supposed to like a certain type of thing. Allegedly, we're only exposed to a certain type of thing. I always say like Harlem is crazy. East Harlem in particular, super violent, but it's New York City. Like you're gonna see shit, you're gonna get influenced by a thousand things. And when I was growing up, it was hood, it was gully, it was grimy, there was gangsters, all that and all that. It was a lot of poverty, it was a lot of pain, a lot of ignorance, but people had a lot of cultural reference. We were exposed to the arts. It is Manhattan. Ladies and gentlemen, it's New York City. You know? So, you know, I have like a very like large palette as it, you know, my my taste for things is like it varies. I'm into a whole bunch of different fucking shit. But imagine like (laughs) I grew up fucking, you know what I mean? Studying white people in the suburbs of San Diego, you know? And (laughs) wouldn't you find that weird? Me being like a Puerto Rican guy from East Harlem, and I'm walking around like doing the fucking shit that The Rock does with his hand, the pinky out, thumb out, you know what I'm saying? Talking like fucking Otto from Rocket Power. Nickelodeon, a little throwback from my 90s, babies. You guys know what the fuck that is. Um, But wouldn't that be strange? 
If I was like walking through Harlem with a, with a surfboard, that's effectively what's going on right now with like New York culture. And it's weird. It's strange to me, man. It's just more than like the, it's not like a, a reason to be indignant. It's not a reason to like really have a lot of outrage. I'm just talking shit. This is a nothing important podcast. If you thought something important was going on here, you're stupid. You're stupid. In the words of my grandma, I'm giving you a little fucking advice right now. If you're sitting there, you're talking, you're thinking out loud to yourself, am I stupid? Just confirm you're stupid. And the next step, this is a quote from my grandma, shut up. And shut up. Um, <laughs> that was my grandma when she's had it. <laughs> That's my grandma when she's had it. She had a whole character. that She was this giggly, funny person. And, you know, she was annoyed. Shut up. And that really meant, like, fuck you and your whole family. Like, that's what that meant. Um, what was I talking about? Yeah, I was talking about, like, I'm, I'm not really indignant about it. It's the, the the majority of the emotion that arises when I see that shit. It's, like, surreal. If life isn't strange enough, if it doesn't feel like we're in a fucking movie, if it doesn't feel like this whole shit is a planned existence, that society is just a big puppet show and you can't trust anybody or anything, If it, if that existential angst is not hanging over society and myself in particular <laughs> already got to deal with that like the fucking melding of my my genuine memories of growing up in East Harlem in the projects and then walking around and hearing people in Atlanta with southern accents be like word up son and that shit is weird, bro. <laughs> that shit is strange, man. Turning on the fucking television, want to get a little escapism, and put on a podcast. You know, you hear people real talk. I'm like, what? What? Strange to me, man. That shit is really fucking weird. If it's weird for me, like imagine like niggas from the 90s that didn't get pardoned by Joe Biden. <laughs> you know what I mean? Niggas that was involved with some heavier Schedule 1 narcotics that is still in the motherfucking pen. They sleeping on the cot, getting two hots. You know what I'm saying? And that's that was their, like... That culture birthed the popularity of the imitation of New York. I think in the greatest way. Hip-hop, largest genre right now in music. It is the largest genre of music, undeniable, in this country, hip hop, number one, that's from New York City, that's from the Bronx in particular, imagine it's like some Bronx gangster that came from that culture, it doesn't even, not necessarily like a musician or a rapper, but the things that were represented in this music are a part of his like genuine, the ethos of his existence, all that he had never known, all that he's known, his language, his way of being, all that he saw. And growing up and understanding, having some reference to the external world outside of New York, the states surrounding, the states in the middle of the country, the South, the West Coast, and knowing that there's there's a vast difference in this country. And that being his reality, and he probably gets locked up at what, like 19 years old, and the guy's in prison right now, maybe he's like mid-50s. He's, he's a guy that was young in the 90s doing his thing in the street, right? And um, he's been good in jail. He's been good. He follows the rules. You know, he's in he's in low security. He's in population. He even got a TV in the cell. 
You know, he's working out. He reads a lot. Self-educating. It's a nigga from the hood in New York. But he's evolved. He has to, you know, adapt to his circumstance and grow and evolve. And uh, almost so, like, get his brain out of prison. Because his body is locked. But his mind will never be. And he goes one day and he's, he's, he's in his place. You know, he's in his mid-50s. He's found peace in his life. He's found... He's found his version of God. He's educated and finishes a workout. Comes from the off the yard. Wants to go to his cell. You know, grab a snack. Watch some, watch some TV. He goes into the cell and he turns on the fucking TV. And there's some fucking white guy from Wisconsin like, yo, word up, sad. <laughs> and nigga probably hangs himself. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck would you do? That has to be surreal for him. I'm thinking this shit's surreal for me. He has to be losing his fucking shit. Um, <laughs> so shout out to that guy, you know what I mean? Keeping your, your mental, psychological composure under the, the, the re ridiculous, surreal existence that we're, we're experiencing, you know? It varies as well. That was my baby screaming. I think she just like got uploaded into consciousness. Uh, <laughs> that's a great Louis C.K. joke, yo. Ha <laughs> ha, that's a funny one. Uh, I was just referencing a joke Louis C.K. says where he says he's a comedian. Uh, he like jerked off on some interns and they took him out the limelight. He's back. Um, big fan of the guy. Uh, probably a piece of shit in real life. I'm realizing that is all human beings, but not the point of the story. Louis C.K. had this joke where he was talking about like the fact that before age seven, I'm butchering the joke and I'm gonna get fucking scientific with it, but you'll understand the totality of it after I'm done. Before the age of seven, it's understood that we are unconscious majority so mentally the, the brain is not in in what you would call like a state of consciousness you're more emotionally reactive um you're a kid you're a baby and then at some point in the development of your brain you become conscious which is basically like uh holding on to your memories and having a greater reference or awareness of what is around you developing your personality based off that, et cetera, et cetera. We call that the human experience. As an adult, you, you're feeling that right now. You're conscious. You're on your phone. You're listening to me. you interpreting the words. You're giving your own opinions in your motherfucking mind. You're sitting your ass in the seat. you listen like a good little boy or girl. We get it. And his joke was, he was talking about like um, his first memory was him shitting his pants. <laughs> That's his first memory in life. And he's like, that, <laughs> that that's how his fucking consciousness was uploaded. Like, it's like a computer booting up. Like, and that's how he fucking uploads or, or fucking turn his server turned on. And um, his consciousness turned on. And that was his first fucking experience in life. Just shitting himself. Hilariously profound joke. He says it better. Go look it up. I'm not your motherfucking daddy. Go do your own research. I was talking about my daughter screaming. Ah! And it made, made me think of that. It's like, is she fucking, is she conscious now? You know? <laughs> is that how that happens? Are you just walking, you know, holding your daddy's hand when you're a kid. You're just walking down the street and um, you trip and smack your face on the concrete and then you're awake. Ah, I'm alive. You know, you start realizing that this is fucking weird and it just... A crescendo, it's a crescendo. It's just this fucking snowball effect until it's this giant white boulder. And that's what your existence is. Avalanching down an enormous cliff, ready to murder a family. Um, 
the angst and the existential crisis that is the human experience. What is all of this? Who are we? What is our purpose? Why do I go on YouTube and hear white podcasts that sound like niggas from the projects? What is happening? What is happening? Um, (laughs) People have different calluses. People have different abilities. That's something that's measured. In the society we live in, probably historically, it's more popular to measure people in, in terms of like competition. You just look at people in terms of this guy can jump this high. This guy can run this far. This guy's faster. My dick and balls are bigger. You know, that type of mentality is like what prevails in humanity. But what people talk about less, it's talked about. What people talk about less is a person's calluses. The things that don't affect them. The things that they are numb to, non-reactive to. You know what I mean? And that's the, I'm, I'm thinking about that right now. I'm thinking about like... Stop screaming in the left room, please. I'm trying to do a podcast. Anyway, um, see, that's not one of my fucking calluses. Um, what, what I meant by that is like people have the ability to kind of like go through this life and not have existential angst. Not react to the level of... Sev- like severe, surreal shit that's going on. And for me, that's like a huge nerve of mine. It's a huge... Maybe that's, I'm like I'm an observationalist. That's part of the fucking thing, right? It's the gift and the curse. If I have the ability to sit down here and just ramble my fucking brain off to a cell phone and upload that every fucking day. I do it once a day. I don't get tired. It's an endless pool of motherfucking consciousness. I could keep on fucking going forever. That's just the reality. What comes with that ability is the curse of being sensitive to things. I'm an observationalist in order to observe, to get stimulated by things that are otherwise normal to to the average individual. You probably have to be sensitive to things. Everything is absurd to me. And I I really like I'm kind of jealous of people that can walk through life and things are just like people that just take shit for how it is, you know? Like, I don't know. Maybe there's like some wires crossed in my brain and <laughs> I'm getting like DMT hits <laughs> every 15 minutes and my life has just been a fucking acid trip. Maybe that's what's happening. The chemical synapses in my brain are all fucked up and I'm just getting rushes of chemicals that I'm supposed to get when I want, right before I die. And so everything is absurd to me. I just walk around with a sense of what the fuck is going on? Um... And it's like really nothing crazy. It's just like a flower I've never seen. <laughs> if I was like a creative character, you know, and they have those different categories of what, you know, builds up that person's, um, you know, strengths, you know, the part that would say shock, it would be at 100. It would be at 100. Shock. Constant shock and in, in being appalled. Uh, that is me. You know? But yeah, people have calluses like that. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't understand that. I don't understand that people just accept things that I, I just, I consider so radical. And um, I think that makes for like a better life. Like their life is going to be, in some ways, in some ways, you know, as much as my life is this fucking roller coaster of, you know, ups and downs and twists and turns and hanging upside down and, you know, some fucking... Idiot high school guy who's the carny, uh, you know, he's, he's drunk on a job and he was supposed to perform maintenance on the roller coaster and he didn't. So we got stuck 
on a roller coaster for 30 minutes. And then we get off the roller coaster and I'm sadistic, so I want to get back on. That's my fucking life. That's the metaphor, ladies and gentlemen. That is my fucking life. As much as that is my life, um, suits my personality. I wasn't born into the wrong body. Uh, that is not a dig at the trannies. <laughs> that is not a jab at the motherfucking pickle choppers. You know what I'm saying? Niggas that is born looking like the guy on the brawnies tissues and, you know, die looking like the guy on the brawnies tissues with no dick and hormones. Um, does it ever work? No, I've actually seen it. You know, I think the the probably the the people who are more susceptible to like successful gender changes. <laughs> this is going to be racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, all in one statement. The Asians, they do well. <laughs> they do well. They do well, ladies and gentlemen. You know, if anybody's going to chop their dick off and put fucking estrogen in their asshole and grow a pair of tits, um, should be a, a an Asian. They transition pretty well. How do I know this? Am I gay? Do I watch female porn? No, ladies and gentlemen, I'm on Reddit. I am on fucking Reddit and it will show you everything you want to see, everything you surely don't want to see, you know? Um, <laughs> Reddit has that ability to like attract the, the most jarring images. So much so that if like I'm just swiping even at a rapid pace, finger at the bottom of the phone, <laughs> Right to the top of the motherfucking phone. <laughs> I still will catch glimpses of things that are like, holy fuck. Burned into my brain forever. <laughs> holy fuck. And the good ones too. This is how they tempt you on Reddit. Because Reddit don't give a fuck. They're not about censorship, which is why I love the fucking site. It's also not about, you know, refinement and ease of use. Because it is like, you know, I feel like I'm on a fucking... A vlogs site from the 90s. I feel like I'm on AIM chat. You know, you remember that AOL Messenger? Um, but yeah, they, they don't they don't care about it. It's not it's not meant to be pretty, it's meant to attract the uh the strange aspect of every human being, that side of us that is either perverse or overly curious, gullible, or retarded. And retarded is probably the biggest thing that it attracts, retardation. And um <laughs> people go on and they post these crazy fucking things. These crazy fucking things. It's like the biggest thing that they do to, to get me clicking on a, on a crazy video though is they'll blur it. And that's that little psychological takeaway thing, right? That's that effect of like you tell somebody, yo, don't do this. Don't do that. What the fuck are they going to do? They're going to do it. That's a human thing. You ask somebody a question nine times out of ten, they're going to fucking say no. It is like a defense mechanism. No, 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 no. You know, so you could be a rotten asshole and learn how to trick people. Or you can continue being straight up and have a horrible life. You choose. Um, sorry, that was personal. I'm not going to explain that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they blur the image and it does that takeaway thing. And you're like, man, I'm, a, I'm an adult. I can see this. And that's where they fuck my brain up. That's where they fuck my brain up. Because there's levels to this shit and everything in this life, ladies and gentlemen. There are car crashes. There are murders. There are freak accidents. When you get on Reddit, you will see those. Now, if there is a blurred video, you will see a version of that that you're not ready for. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> 
raw motherfucking uncut. You know, that goes into like the the version of video you see there is like high quality, horrible shit. You know, great camera angles. Didn't miss a fucking frame. You know, it's probably like a security camera that saw like the, the Jeep run into the family of five and, and kill all of them instantaneously. Except like the mom. She has like half her body cut off, but she's still conscious and like worming her top half off and like staring and screaming because her family's dead before her. Um, and that's what's on Reddit. That's what's on Reddit. It is it's a, a friendly reminder that this life is pure chaos. C-H-A-O-S. Chaos. It is crazy, bro. It's crazy, dude. I should have done that, man. In retaliation for the cultural appropriation that is occurring with my language and my culture. I grew up watching Jackass. I'm a fan of fucking Jackass. I should have I should have done that. I should have shaved my fucking beard when I turned 21. You know what I'm saying? Get the 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 basic army just graduated my fucking cadets in the, in the army haircut, you know? Got idiot tattoos over me and started wearing a thong and talking like Steve-O. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville. Ha. Huh? I should have fucking done it. You know? Hit back. Um, sorry, Steve-O. I like Steve-O. Uh, <laughs> Steve-O. That was a big part of my childhood, jackass. <laughs> It's good to know some some aspects of art are far reaching. You, you know they they go even into the the realm of the projects, the realm of the projects. <laughs> that sounds like a level of like fucking Dante's Inferno. The realm of the projects. <laughs> it was hell, bro. Um, but yeah, you know, jackass penetrated that thick bubble of ignorance, and I experienced that as a child. Great memories. Watching those white men do insane things. I said the dumbest fucking thing in my, my fucking life to my girl. And she made me feel even more retarded for saying it. I was talking about like my childhood memories. Um, <laughs> which is difficult for me, ladies and gentlemen. I block a lot of them out. And I was recanting a positive memory. I was like, yo, my moms took us to go see Jackass. I remember when I went to see that in the theaters. And I felt like I was going to throw up. I was laughing so fucking hard. Like that comedy, I still put it on and, and get a good chuckle. Watch some Bad Grandpa. You know what I'm saying? Jackass, one, two, three. You get some great fucking laughs as an adult, but it's definitely tailored to like, I just hit puberty. You know what I'm saying? That hormonal state of mind. I just discovered jerking off. It hits a little different if you experience Jackass and you were that age. So I was in the theater almost puking, laughing. I'm telling my girl about this memory, and then I, I tell her, like, you know, I was like, yo, Steve-O got a podcast now. Come to find out, this nigga's rich. He was a rich kid. You know, I never would have fucking thought that this guy comes from wealth. You know, his parents were very put together, wealthy individuals. And um, he just, like, I guess rejected that life and turned into a clown. And um, I didn't know what I was saying was stupid. You know, but she just made me feel like an idiot in one sentence. She was like... Uh, guys running around, you know, hurting themselves and videotaping it is kind of a rich white kid thing to do. I was like, oh, yes, you're right. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm a fucking moron. I didn't think about it, you know. 
That's that hopeless positivity that I walk with. I walk around believing that everybody has the ability to waste their fucking time and make millions of dollars. Um, <laughs> Woo! Um, yeah. How long? I've, I've been talking for 32 minutes. You know, you want me to keep going? I could. I could. Most of the podcasts I see are like an hour long. Um, to that, I say I'm not getting paid yet. <laughs> I do an hour, I do two hours, I do three hours, I do four hours, I do five hours. I do five hours. You know, Spanish accent. You know, what does that mean? That I'm willing to work as long as possible? No, I am not Mexican. I am Puerto Rican. Different type of spick. I want to get paid. 